Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 5th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing wonderful. I uh, had a great day out at Augusta National today. Had a great day at Augusta National yesterday. Extremely excited for this year's Masters. Uh, I am too. I, I, I feel like the last, um, at least, I don't know how long I've been doing this, five, six Masters. I've been doing it longer than that, but it feels like the last five or six Masters it's like, this is really the most anticipated Masters ever. Like, I don't know that that's the case this year. A lot of people are saying it because of like the live players and PGA Tour players being under the same um, uh, umbrella amplifies it. I don't know that that's the case. All the Masters are very big. There have been recent ones where like, you know, obviously Tiger was playing well before 2019. There was one year like Phil was playing well and Rory, the slam and all this stuff. It feels like every year, like you do those calls with, you know espn or cbs and it's like this is the most this is probably the most anticipated masters of like our lives and if people are saying that again i don't know that's the case but i am i am as fired up for this one as i've always been it's like always the same so i, I think like I it's not a, a hard bad time thing. believing that especially last year when you had the live undertones already but you had tiger coming back from like a crazy accident. Uh, injury yeah you know? yeah like this is like not i i to me it doesn't it pales in comparison to last year. The one, I'm, ex- I'm actually like kind of excited about compared comparatively to last year because I feel like Tiger had sucked the oxygen out of everything else. Yeah, and this year there is a little bit more balance in the storylines going into uh, the the tournament, and I like that. Yeah, I you like know, like like Tiger's still going to be the main attraction when he tees off on Thursday. And when he plays practice rounds, you're going to have a huge gallery or patrons yeah. uh, following him. But the reality is that this year there is a little bit more talk about Scheffler. There's more talk about Rory. There's more talk about, you know, other guys. Phil's here at least. Maybe he might play. The Phil thing is, is uh, I don't know. We'll get to him later. He's like, he's kind of on his own here with this whole, he's a, he's a whole, the whole different ball of wax. The one thing for me like walking around the last couple of days and it's not like my first masters, but, and this isn't the most profound statement, but it, it, the one thing that's really hit me is how much like the masters means to so many like different kinds of people that are just golf fans or different or sports fans, right? Like it, it's the rare golf event that kind of, um, I don't know, butters the bread of the hardcore golf nut because you can start talking about like really in-depth stuff at the 13th hole, like really in-depth, like the, the hardcore golf nerd. And then obviously it means a lot to people who are just, you know, uh, just understand it for like the brand of this sporting event that they love, that that is very, very distinguished, like kind of 
brand of the way it looks, the way it usually plays, the way like even if they don't know anything about golf, right? Maybe they're just there to watch Tiger. Like the the way it can appeal to such a different cross section of of both diehards and casuals and people who are barely interested in golf is, is pretty unique to me and. The, and that for me has just hit me over the last couple of days is um, it's so fun for us as like golf nerds to really get in the weeds of all these little holes and and going through number five with you today you were kind of talking about the angle and how the bunkers come out too far and and there's so much of that because of, of it's the same place that we come back to as golf nuts right and we know all these holes pretty well by heart and we can identify so much about them and what's happened there and then like kind of the random schlub who doesn't know what a cut or a draw is like let's go to the most rudimentary stuff is like thinks he's in heaven so it's cool like it's a cool. like a cut in the field yeah they heard heard guys talking about the netflix show like i i don't have netflix but i watched it today and, and they knew nothing about golf and and but they were they knew they were in heaven at the Masters, so I don't need to fluff the Masters for any more than it is. And well, I think you're onto some something that I was thinking about out there um, in the last couple of days is like the idea that everybody is talking about growing golf, and we need to make more golf more approachable. The most popular tournament of is appeals the most to the people that love golf the most. Like that's who love the masters so much. And the reason I think, I personally think if you create a product that people really love, like that are super into it, their friends are going to wonder why they're super into it and then eventually get into it. And I think that's what you see with the masters is that the masters appeals to such a wide swath of people Yeah, because it first appealed to people who really loved golf. Right. And then it grew from there because like, it's like, well, if they really love this, then I probably will really love this. And, you know, and I think that's like an underrated thing about it is that like of all the tournaments, this is the one that kind of dumbs it down the least. Yeah. Like they don't have like, they've, they've done a little bit more, activations that are trying to like bring in new audiences the Fortnite tournament on sunday night no i'm kidding Whatever uh, that but was. like they had dude perfect last year you know they've done a few things but the reality is like what they do is they present an awesome golf tournament and people like that right and it should be it should be like hey look they just like present golf in a really you know wonderful elegant entertaining um you know innovative way yeah and yeah. that's what draws people in and um i, I it's golf it's, yeah they're the most comfortable with the sport of golf everybody else kind of has this like self-confidence problem and thinks golf needs to be something that it isn't and the masters thrives by just showing golf the best way you can show golf yeah and i am i'm perfectly okay with you scoffing and rolling your eyes at some of like the attendant like treacle of the mat like we don't oh, all yeah. have to buy everything hook line and sinker like i'm not suggesting that some of like the praise of, of this is not overdone i do think it's been it's been <laughs> it's been made a lot easier by augusta national really i don't know among everyone in the game modernizing in a way in terms of, of a little bit of a leadership and this gets back to the tension a bit in the joel beale article of like 
they haven't always had the most um, palatable views on whatever it may be, race, membership, uh, a lot of things. But like over the last decade plus, they've become a pretty important leader in the game. I don't know if that's by choice. That was part of the tension in the Beal article. But like the governing bodies, of course, lead as well. But Augusta Nationals like really pushed there's a lot less to there's a lot less hangups there as as a golf fan with the like you know that that wants to have a conscience about it like Augusta National is pretty you know progressive in terms of like what's best for golf as a whole and and bringing more people into watching bringing more people into interest in the game whether they're ever going to be able to play Augusta National or not I think, I like, think there are record people in watching early this so that, week yeah, so it's far. a big crowd big it's crowd been, it's been a it's been a zoo out there yeah so I think not it's a, a zoo but I, I think know. it's a pretty different organization and they're a pretty different club in the last 10 to 15 years it's a lot easier to sort of like get behind and sort of I don't I don't want to fluff but but appreciate what the, what they've sort of they're pushing shit forward I would say they're pushing shit forward and that's mostly good way and we'll hear a little bit more obviously with whatever they say about the model local rule on Wednesday but anyways they've they've done I don't know yet another uh, again not to overpraise like the other stuff all the attendant like the, the treacle that that, that that we don't need to buy into that but it's a great call it? it's uh, it's you can't be wearing your hat backwards we found that today oh my favorite thing is talking to i don't want to get anybody in trouble not favorite thing but one of my things is kind of like well about talk security guards any troublemakers what's going on i won't even give away the hole because i don't want the person to get in trouble but um it said, I mean, turn your hat around. There will be trouble. I didn't know this. You can't wear your hat backwards, even as a patron or fan. Didn't know this. Was unaware. You can't have goofy hats. You can't be dressed in tiger out, like the tiger pajamas. But what, I didn't you know they, you what are the What are those guys that go to the Ryder Cup that get paid to go the to the fanatics? Ryder Cup? The no, fanatics? the the Americans or whatever they are. The, guy, um, the guys that might be mistaken for another group of uh, group of uh, <laughs> January sixth yeah. individuals. Um, yeah, uh, I, I didn't know you couldn't wear your hat backwards. I talked. We talked to some a security person. And they said you can't. I, I swear. That, he, said, he said your hat's on you, the right way. You so turn we it aren't around. Have any problems? And I said well, the only trouble is some guy. There were two pukes over by his area. Some guy had ten pimento cheese sandwiches combined with some beer and just ralphed everywhere. <laughs> uh, apparently also where the players walk from the tea to the you know green what? or green you know to the tea. You know who I blame for this? And then, no, there was another Ralph, he said. Go ahead. This is who I blame for this is the is the golf.coms, the golf digest. How would you <laughs> spend you how did you spend thirty dollars at the Masters on concessions? This guy went in there with his plan to spend thirty dollars and bought ten pimento cheese sandwiches. <laughs> how about um <laughs> How about Cam Smith saying he had 25 ham and cheese sandwiches last year and wants to have more this year? Uh, he's You he's, know who loves the sandwiches too? What? DJ. DJ I've heard about it. On the food topic, because this is the shotgun start doing Masters Week, we have to, uh, we have to get a uh, woozy anecdote here in the first half. <laughs> God. Golf Digest article. We were told this story in person by John Huggin yesterday and started fall, falling out of our chairs laughing. This is a Golf Digest article. Uh, they're, you know, they're worried about the Champions Dinner here tonight. Is there going to be tension? Uh, Huggy did some reporting on it. Marco Mira said Ridley called people and said, you know, be on the straight and narrow. And Woozy, 
This is from Uggen's article. Wisdom's wish, other than the avoidance of, a, you know, that everybody's be cordial, avoidance of a repeat of what happened last year. This was uh, Hideki's meal. Saving himself for what he expected to be a healthy helping of steak. Saving himself for what he expected to be a healthy helping of steak. The former world number one was disappointed when only, quote, four little slivers of meat arrive. Quote, I had to stop for a burger on the way home. Little wee woozy. Didn't get enough steak. How about that? The champions there are not sating some of its, its past, his past winners. I yeah, need a burger think about on the that. way home. They, they went the trendy steak way with just <laughs> a, a few slices. You know, you go, you, this happens. You can, you can get, uh, you can get yourself in a pickle at some time. I mean, I imagine you could ask for more. Right? You could Doesn't get whatever you want like at this Doesn't dinner. sound like it could. Woozy getting a burger on it the way It seems like Scotty's is going to be a hearty meal. Yeah, gonna it's going to be a, a hefty boy meal. An Eldridge I feel like I feel like Scotty meal. might like to eat. What's you know? that? I think Scotty likes oh, to eat. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he's not like a, like a count your calorie type of... Uh, type of uh, players some one of the you know that we have nowadays like where he's i don't think he's super into nutrition no no um all right let's get any other initial master's thoughts from from walking around i mean we're, we're gonna get into some of the what we heard today you want to talk about tiger i mean it's soft oh the thud is not happening well i mean it's just kind of like a dis- it's it's gonna be hot and humid Again, uh, tomorrow, yeah. and, and it's just not good weather to dry it out. You want like low humidity, wind, no wind. sun. There's been to, no sun to to dry out a golf course. I mean, the kitty litter is already down in certain <laughs> spots. So, and that's without a ton of rain. There was, was getting, some rain Monday was, night. We get a shuttle from the from the press building uh, down to the golf course, and uh, and and I said I said something about the kitty litter in the in the shuttle to you. And the and the fine volunteer that was driving the the shuttle was like, no, not the kitty litter already. <laughs> Should we talk about our other shuttle conversations? We get into some. Which some one? I mean, this is you want to do education minute on, on the shotgun start education. Sure. Um, the gnome fascination. Oh. We had another. We had another shuttle driver. The, we're talking about the gnomes, and they're, you know, this is all the rage. There people are running in and they're buying them and they're reselling them for looking for master's preview content. And we're going to talk about the gnomes. We're giving you education. We're trying to we're trying to make you wiser, sort of a more vigilant citizen out there <laughs> to understand what you may or may not be getting yourself into. What, your, our, na- what your neighbors are <laughs> into, potentially into. <laughs> it is our understanding, and to our great amusement, as people are hustling into you know corral these gnomes. That a gnome on your front yard or anywhere in your yard is a signal, is a welcome signal that you may be a swainer. So you, you, you're, you and your significant other I don't have any might, int- be, might be looking for some extra entertainment. So you've them. got all these old genteel people running in to get their gnomes and little do they know what they may be signaling if they put them out in their yard now we got now i got, then, I got some additional then we get all the yeah, yeah now we're you know we're experts in the understanding of signaling this this sort of proclivity another one yeah what is it go ahead is uh rolling around a, a, a grocery store with just a pineapple in your in your in your cart <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank God I don't have intimate knowledge of this, or else I'd be very sensitive to what's in my shopping ever cart. I been signaling. I, that's yeah. what I'm worried about now. I don't <laughs> yeah. think so. Pineapple is usually too deep into the store. You know, produce is first. But I've Pineapple is kind of... a tricky one to figure out when it's when it's good. Yeah, how do you do that? I think you smell it. There's a smell you can smell. Okay, and then there's something about. Um, what is it? I think you can pull those leaves out when oh, it's ripe. Okay. Okay. So not, pineapple. I might be wrong. In the solo pineapple in the cart, which just, I mean, I have other questions about your mental stability. You're just riding around the, with just nothing but a pineapple. Then another one. Yeah, let's go three. What's the third one? Crack your garage door. Half open. No, no, open, like a, little just a crack. little, little bit, like a, you know, six inches cracked. I, I think that could signal you want some rodents in there. Yeah, you want all sorts of riffraff. I mean, these are the things you come to learn at the Masters. There's many ways to signal that you might be into Sweeney. But the gnomes, the, the gnome the gnome, issue the gnomes is, is It just what makes me look differently thing. at everybody that's walking out with a gnome. Oh, come on. Serious. <laughs> Raised your eyebrow? Yeah. They, these gnomes are beloved around here. They don't want to get us in trouble. We but, could be in trouble um, with the gnomes. They're, right, what, they're putting all kinds of rules in place because of the gnomes. How many you can buy at a time or something like that? I think like it's that? like just stuff with when people can go in because the gnomes are such a hot ticket item. Maybe that's just the way. That, maybe that's the modern era. Maybe we're in the, you know. Yeah, free, a, lot of, a lot of people are trying free to love be more, era. more, more era like Brigham Young. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, what else about early master's thoughts? You want to talk about? I don't know how, so how to transition from that. What do you, you want to talk for about? Being super soft to Swainer tips. Um, it is. It is like we want followed another group today. Now, of course, the whole history of Augusta is whatever you see it or how you feel it on. Tuesday, Wednesday, it could be a completely different course by Thursday with nothing done other than, you know, some some turning up of the sub air or whatever the conditioning they, that they can do pretty quickly here. It's it's there's no thud. It's ploppy. It's very it's, ploppy. It's not I don't know if it's TPC dartboardy, but, you know, there's pieces of green coming up and it balls aren't going anywhere. Right. And then when you have spin on it, they're spinning off the front or they're, they're rolling, you know, they're coming back hard. So, um, hopefully that'll change by Thursday. Uh, but you know, hopefully the weather will change. Maybe they need to change the date. Is that what you're suggesting? They need to change. I don't know. I, the last two years I've looked at the weather the week after it's been really nice. And I just wonder at what point do you, do you, do you say, you know what? We're done with this date. You should propose that. It's Maybe time I'll, to move the Masters. Maybe the I mean, It's supposed to be 53 and rainy on Saturday. I mean, it's a pretty small sample size where you're suggesting they move the Masters because of Saturday's forecast. Yeah, it's supposed to be just sunny and nice all next week. Mostly okay. sunny all next week. All right, we've done... We've done We've done Woozy's Champions Dinner. We've done the Gnomes. Um, what else from walking around Augusta? We follow. Oh, we got it. We got it. Also, Meg asked us. We were so we just start going. We got to note the Fried Egg Pro Shop. We're we have some amazing stuff in there right now. So some some first major themed, you know, green, yellow, some new script hats. I think they're pretty cool. Uh, the uh, Meg, we've got the putter cover, the putter cover, the, oh, the, the Mackenzie bunker putter cover. There's a lot of demand. These stuff's kind of moving fast um, at, at a pretty quick pace. 
Meg's done a wonderful job. There's a lot of really good stuff, whether it's related to this first major or just new in the shop as, as in this sort of transition season from uh, chilly, nippy to hot and humid. Um, I was so, getting yeah. a lot of people that are complimenting my hat, and I said, listen, it's available in the pro shop. I would, yeah, stuff's kind of moving fast, and I'd say this is some of the best, kind of the, the one of the snazzier, snazzier sort of stock stock we've had in a while so go to pro shop the com to uh check that out especially uh it's been moving this week um all right continuing on today what did you who impressed you most we heard from a ton of people yesterday today we've heard from people in quick quotes we've heard from you know tiger rory brooks and phil even talking a little bit in quick quotes will zalatoris talking about his his injuries a new new Putter, putter grip. There's a lot of questions. Someone was asking about crooked cats. Were there crooked cats or crooked? Somebody's mixing it up down at the uh, quick quotes. But who's impressed you here early on in the week? Uh, I mean, obviously, anytime you hear Tiger talk, it's always great. I uh, I particularly catnip for enjoyed, you. Yeah, I enjoyed his uh, his discussion on the on the golf ball. Um, Took a while to get there. I was waiting yeah. when someone was going to ask. I was had my hand and, and barely just waiting. Got there. Couldn't get there. Yeah, didn't get any follow up either. I, it, was, it was quickly moved to back to the to the meatballs over the middle. <laughs> I would just love to know. Yeah, I'd love to know like how what shots he would like to see brought back here. Yeah, from when he was here in 1997. I know he was overpowering it then, but yeah, go ahead. I, I you know I think the the thing he he tackled it the right way. It's obviously a complicated thing, but he talked about you know, and he even talked about the persimmon driver hitting the persimmon driver at metal metalist it was pretty awesome you were happy about that when he, yeah. he I mean, voluntarily he, people them. act like they don't miss the center of the club face ever and him talking about missing it with a persimmon it going way shorter was was great you know i think it it just like kind of you know i think the sentiment as you as this unfolds more is like even some of the people on the uh, that are opposed to the rollback bring bring up like Billy Horschel did on on the No Laying Up show, how they wish that the driver was tougher to hit, and people are saying, hey, why don't you roll back everybody? Why are we just rolling back you know the pros? And I think like, you know, it just makes me wonder sometimes if we should be going further. Um, you know, I kind of think I, I've always been of that, but and it seemed like from Tiger's response that he wished it was going a little bit further. Um, I don't want to. This is me reading into it. I don't think there's any quotes that like would directly say that. But you know, um, I, I, it's just always a uh, joy to hear Tiger talk. He obviously talked about cut events too, which I you were happy about that. He's talking about baladas and cuts. Yeah. This is chicken <laughs> soup for the Andy soul there. Right up the, by alley. Yeah. yeah um, playing retro clubs. <laughs> and, Bal- he brought baladas out, right? Yeah. He, he, had Rory had, had he was having Rory tap them around. So. Left the tampon at home this time. <laughs> brought some baladas. <laughs> we'll take that as an acceptable trill. <laughs> well, you know, what's the disconnect? I don't want to make this a rollback pod. What's the disconnect? Because we finished the day with Patrick Cantlay like railing against this. What's the disconnect between the generations here? The younger guys, I guess they've just never seen both sides. Is that what it is? Or is I it think that's a lot they're of a little it. still 
I'm in their in their earning days, and part of those earnings are via certain. I mean, sponsors and. Uh, maybe they're not at the stature to pop those sponsors or what those sponsors' interests. Not, in a, I mean, I, I it was adamant about uh, you, this is a disaster because these people spend so much money on R and D and then they're going to have no ROI on the balls. It does it, It's the worst. That's the worst part about it. And you know, it's such a bad idea to make it. You know, you're not going to make it for everybody. Like if it's bad, not bad. It's bad for the amateur. It's definitely bad for the pros. I, th- like, I what think is that honestly, mean? I think it's like a. Um, it's the age, right? Yeah. Um, I was lucky that I played um, in high school. I played like a pro professional 90 wound ball yep. for a couple of years. Like the pro V one came out when I was in high school. So part of my like growing up was a spinny ball and yeah. a small head. And it's just, you know, in a way you could, you, I've said this before, but if you look like my, age golfer was the one that was screwed the most by technology learning to what two different yeah we learned two different games yeah. effectively like it when we were when we were in high school and college the game changed so much that it was and if you look outside of dustin johnson there is no great player that's my age range um like in that kind of like would be 36 now to to 40 it's it's it, there's there's like kind of your Justin Rose era, mm-hmm. and then you have DJ. But DJ, you could make an argument was like a modern player ahead yeah. of his time player. Who knows what he would have been with his spinnier ball, like that type of thing. I think he still would have been great. But then you get down to Rory. Rory, I don't think really ever. He might have played really when he was really young, played a spinny ball. But by the time he played, started to play like high level junior golf, it was all Pro V one. So you think about that. There is just this kind of gulf of like a generation with like not. I mean, like you go to you go after DJ. It's like Webb Simpson, Ricky are really, and Ricky's a, I think a couple years younger than me, so he's kind of on that line. Yeah, but, but it, like what else from Tiger? I mean, it doesn't um, sound like I, he's. You know, it's always fun to hear him talk at a place where he has so many like memories. Talking about like Raymond Floyd stories with with Ray Floyd, four and iron and the yeah, yeah. chipping a four iron. Chip, like, yes, that was the coolest part, and that's why I wanted to get into like what shots would you love to see sort of brought back here as more frequent confrontations of the decisions you had to make. Um, but yes, it's always cool to hear him. He doesn't sound like. I don't know. He's physically better the, than he I think was. The physical but. things kind of. I think every Rory even alluded to it, where it's like he can hit everything, but I don't think he can get around it for four days. One of the coolest things I've seen so far, the first couple of days, and then the coolest thing I've heard were both Tiger related. Uh, we went out yesterday and watched him thirteen. Just like, all right, if I do lay up, here's the kind of shot I'll play to a front. Here's the kind of shot I'll play to a back. And just changing trajectories and watching like a maestro like that, and he's in these like like super low skippers to the back yes. from like the probably like forty yards out spot, yep. yeah, yep. on the right side of the fairway, just hitting these like low checkers that everybody wishes they could hit. Like on, it's like one of those shots that I feel like in my mind I can hit. But yeah. I don't practice enough to hit. Right. And he's just hit it. He hit one, and then the next one was like a foot away from the other one. It's just like, God. It's- and then there's the, like, oh, well, if I'm at this layup spot and there's a front pin, obviously it changes. Tra- just watching that for a little bit kind of change trajectories and spin. 
um, was really cool up close. And then hearing about, and I'll say like another part of him today, he got into that nerdy stuff of talking about, he's like, I, I get goosebumps talking about that right now. Like, Tiger's pretty robotic, right? Well, he doesn't he doesn't have a ton of pizzazz, and sometimes you know by by the box that he lives in, there's not a ton of like authenticity. He's just trying to spin in the clock, trying to give you an answer. Like he tries to answer everything, but who knows what he's feeling? But like, and he got into the nerdy stuff. He's like, I, I'm like really getting goosebumps up here talking about this, talking about these shot shapes and really creative plays. So watching that on Thursday, or watching that, I'm sorry, on Monday, and then hearing what I heard, I don't want to give away too much, but someone who was out there with him this week um, when nobody was out there. And he just went and he worked in bunkers and short game areas. And this person, there weren't a lot of people out there. They said you could hear the spin, like whoosh, like the, the, the revolution, the spin, like hear, hearing the audibly very loud spin he's putting on the ball as he's just grinding through different bunker shots and then like sucking it. They put a water bottle down and sucking it back and ding, hitting the water bottle. Just that, that like that gave me goosebumps listening to someone just out in this sort of serene, more quiet setting in Augusta as, as Tiger's just kind of playing around the green and, and being able to audibly hear this like <laughs> spin coming out of the that bunker. same security guard. <laughs> we saw the puke yeah yeah maybe that's who our, our source so anyways that that's our tiger segment i mean do you have do we want to say anything about what he's going to do i think he'll make the cut because of these shots and creativity well it's a big and one he's got to set, set tie the record for made cut streak <laughs> so what do you think that's gonna uh, 23 is that yeah. the correct number for made i believe so um it feels like he's he's got the shots and creative. He made the cut at Riv. He made the cut here last year when he was even further, more physically diminished than he is. That's not to say he's physically well or 100%. Um, it doesn't look good for him on the forecast. He acknowledged that, but it's worse on the weekend. So I think he'll make the cut and probably won't be super pleasant weekend rounds. Um, that's that that's probably the Tiger forecast. Uh, what else this week, uh, the, today? Um, I love John Rahm on the golf course. He's, he was talking about like, you know, what about this golf course? He says something about this golf course. I think it's because it allows you to play however you want to play it. That always gives every player a chance, right? There's multiple options off the team, multiple options into, into greens. There's not one style of golf. You can pretty much do it however is most comfortable for you. And if you play good golf, uh, you might be able to get it done. I thought that was like a great encapsulation of about Augusta National. It's like, yeah, sure, there are things that it favors, right? But everything's achievable because it's not too narrow off the tee. It gives you space off the tee. It gives you chances to approach the green from short grass. And then when you miss the green, if you're a great, great chipper of the golf ball, you can get up and down all over the place. And I, you know, you, you heard some, I, who was it? Talk about that. Like, you know, the short grass around the green, it allows them, I can't remember who was talking about this, allows them to be a little bit more aggressive when they approach, uh, approach the green because they know if they miss it, Hey, I can get up and down from some of these places that other players can't, you know, I think that's the beauty of this, of this place is that it, it, it is, uh, it certainly favors certain players players but it's not in that Beth page vein where it's just like you don't have a shot right a any type of player can go out there and play a good round it might be a little bit tougher for certain types to play four good rounds but it's not a 
you know, you have no chance type place. To that point, we're going to do favorite tee times here in a little bit. But to that point of different kinds of players, one of my favorite tee times is Camp Champ and Jose Maria Olathable. Like, I don't know that who they did, you know, tougher. Who's going to lose most, more strength, more strokes? Ollie off the tee or Camp Champ around the green? What's going to be the wider golf there? Because you're reading Tiger. He's like, you know, he talks about the chills. He's like playing with Seve and Ollie. I mean, it gives me chills thinking about it because it's the knowledge I picked up around the greens is why I was able well, to win here so Camp early. Champ picks it so That's what I'm wondering. Maybe uh, this, is a- this is in competition. It's not a, it's not a practice round. So that's... That tea time to me, and you talk about different kinds of players. I'm not saying they're going to win, but different kinds of players with different approaches. Ollie made the cut. It's like one of the bigger miracles ever. I think that was last year he made the cut. Uh, I, I mean, he's going to be 120 behind Champ. More, you know, and then, you know, they get up around the green and he'll probably, Ollie will probably be horrified maybe at some of the things he sees. I, I want to I mind that gap. Watch the, who had the more strokes gained lost or strokes lost off I the mean, tee? Ollie, Ollie, might, Ollie or, played some, uh, some Ryder Cups with Westy, so I'm sure he won't be that horrified. <laughs> um, one thing I loved hearing today, obviously Rory had a big session. Rory and Tiger were the highlights early on. Um, what was intriguing to me was Rory acknowledging, like, obviously all the, the, the mental gymnastics this place can make you do. And uh, for me, the, the interest, most interesting part was early on, and it got into live, and it got into the Euros losing their arbitration case and some of the shots and all that. What do you have to do around Augusta? But for me, early on, they asked him, like, you've played 81 holes here in the last, whatever, 10 days or week and a half. And he was like, yeah, it's prep, but like, also it's just so fun. Like I have the, I have the privilege of having access to this golf course and it's so freaking fun that I'm just going to come up here. And I was with Shane and we were down South Lowry and we were down in South Florida and like, we're practicing here, but we could also go practice it's, there and it's pretty fun it seems like this is a a very intentional shift in mindset well he's done it he's done it he with said Rotella. it's oh uh, bob rotella i mean uh, this McKinley is i'm telling you this is this goes back to last year when he talked about how happy he was walking off the walking off the, the happiest i've been walking off here yeah um, i think that there i think i i don't know this is just my well, he's Obviously, done that. It's just another pers- tournament, or it's the biggest it, well, tournament. Exactly, but I think his- that this golf course has, ca- has caused him through the years a lot of, like, pain. And, you know, not pain, but more like frustration. And this tournament's probably frustrated him. And I think that, like, I think life, a lot of times you go through these, like, kind of full circle cycles. Yeah. And I think this is more about getting back to, like, Hey, remember when going to Augusta was like super cool and super fun? And I think when you get into a profession, to, yeah, you lose sight of like how freaking cool some things are. It's a stressful thing, yeah, or it's exactly a pain like or, yeah. You know, I find myself like I travel a lot. I get to do a lot of really cool stuff, but yeah. sometimes I don't. I'm like, oh, like God, I got to go travel again, and it's like, well. Look what Pretty I get to go do. It's my job. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. is what my job is. And yep. I think like a lot of this with Rory is like, I mean, I think the tough thing with golf, really, like the older you get, the more perspective you have, the more, you know, the more you think about life, the harder the sport gets in a way. And I, the sport's the easiest when you're young. I So 
I think, yes, I agree. And I think this feels to me like trying to think, trying to approach Augusta National like you did when you were 18. I I agree, but I also like everything, the impression I've got from him, like just listening and watching is that he's like as comfortable with like who he is and as a player and sort of person as he's ever been. And that's not to say like, it's not like I don't, don't give a F, but it's more like he's just kind of comfortable and secure of like some guys like talking shit about me being this, you know, pro this or anti this. Like, okay, cool. And I think he's just, I think that's sort of bled into like his golf game. Um, I think he's just like, uh, like I fail or if I like T3 or like I'm, I don't know, I'm not okay with it, but it's like, it's not like going to destroy me or it doesn't, it doesn't, he doesn't like drag carry on with him for longer or as long as maybe it would. Um, So I, yes, you're right as you're most free when you're young, but I think he's, it seems like as comfortable as he's ever been, like just who he, like whatever, I'm pretty confident and secure in what I'm doing. And to hear him talk about how fun it is to play golf, that that sort of was of a piece of that, that I'd, I'd kind of been noodling in my brain as watching him at the players and watching him match play. Um, and then he finished it with, you know, this quote that like, hey, you know, this place was tailor-made for Greg Norman and Ernie Els, and I was thinking of the Ernie Els quote about like, I effing hate it. This place is a nightmare of fuel, and I hate it. I effing hate it. And the opposite of fun. And that could be where Rory is when he's like 46 or something. I don't know. Ernie said that about 48 or what, 50, whatever he was. But just hearing that, Rory's got a ways to go, I think, before he gets to that point. Well, I mean, Tiger talked about it. It's just a matter of time. Um, it is, is it? Well, I, <laughs> I think something that you could glean too from Rory, um, just in general, when you think of if, if I think back to the spotlights a lot. Yeah. All right. Um, that we did during COVID, and we got to get back, uh, back on doing. But anyways, <laughs> with uh, how few players' careers, like great greatness, span more than ten years. You, yeah. And he's he's past ten years. Yeah, I mean he's like, he's coming up on like, getting close to fifteen years of greatness, and the only way you do that is if you truly love the game, and I think that's something that's unique. You know, there are mm-hmm. there have been a lot of really 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 great players mm-hmm. that fall out of love of the game, and I think that's the one of the things that was very clear in today's press conference is that he loves the game of golf. Yeah. And I think th- that is something that will help him endure any kind of struggles or things that, you know, can come up with places that might frustrate him. Right. Yep. Uh, does Brooks Kepka love the game right now? That's we, a we great watched, question. We watched him. He was looking today. good. He looked his irons. I, Iron, he was he was, he was throwing darts. Good, he was getting hitting good irons. He was, I mean, not to I say this relatively. He was the poofball prince alongside Gordon Sargent and Rory. It was Rory, a, Rory, startling to Rory see. Rory looked I'm, like he was out there throwing changeups. <laughs> oh come on! Next to, next to Sargent with the, the Vandy, you know, some eighteen-year-old Vandy reliever coming in throwing one hundred and four. Is that what you? But but Brooks Man. then Brooks it goes Brooks. Then like another 15 and 20 at Rory and then another 10 to the sergeant. Um, but yes, Brooks, 
was uh, uh, it's not to say he hits a poof ball at all but and then his, his irons were looking I, I mean i don't think i think that's a significant thing when you talk about brooks and what's happened in the last three years i don't know that he, he says he's healthy i don't know that he, he's fully healthy um but i just think that he he's not he's not what he used to be off the tee in terms of yeah like i see his power i don't think his necessarily numbers are down there's just more guys that do what he did from a power yeah, standpoint. He's a dime a dozen type. Yeah. A lot of guys like, do that. Yeah. Exactly. Like in that I think that's like a significant thing with Brooks, but the iron play looked great. And that that's what's gonna matter for Brooks out here. He's obviously always been an incredible chipper of the golf ball, a very plus driver of the golf ball. Um and you know, if he if he hits his irons well, he's gonna be He's going to be in there. He and Rory were quite chummy. A lot of laughing, a lot of chatter kind of all the way through. It was cool. What do you think's going on there? I, I don't know. Do you know. think it's a Netflix storyline? <laughs> Could be. They were out there. They were out there today. Um, yeah, they were talking a lot, laughing, and, and it was cool to see them also give Sarge. Sergeant is, Sergeant's the bell of the ball right now. I mean, it's a, the cotillion or something. He's coming out party. Like, everybody's fired up. Not, you know, everybody knew he was good. I, I I have a conspiracy theory, and it's just conspiracy. I don't All think right. it's, it's that Augusta National invited him to accelerate as a, as Exhibit A of what's coming and what ha- must be done about the golf ball, and that's why they gave him the special invite, not because he's this exceptional talent and national champion and all these things and the, like a, a different kind of prospect, but to show this is what's coming, comfortable. Smooth and easy, one ninety plus call. As Billy Boy has told he, you, he was he cleared the eighth at the trap on eight by fifteen yards. Good fifteen, 15 yards, no roll. No, bottom yeah. of the hill at nine. Uh, you know, he, yes, it was a different different kind of deal. But no, I'm sure he was invited on merit. Of course, well, but here's another question. Like, I was thinking about this. Like, say he plays really, really well. In a way, like, I, I don't, like, it's an invitational tournament. They can kind of do whatever they want. But, like, he's a different, no uh, amateurs got an exemption like him in the modern era. Have they? No. Are they saying it's an NCAA champion exemption? I don't, they're they haven't keep said that anything. As a thing going forward? They haven't said anything. Okay. Is it a number one? Is it, like, you know, exemplary, one exemplary amateur exemption? I like the idea, like... You know, I think that one of the reasons we haven't seen as much success at ma- at the Masters from amateurs, A, is the course is tough to learn, but B, you know, the best player doesn't always win the USAM because it's match play and it's, it's kind of random. And, you know, we don't always get the very best amateurs in the world playing yeah. the Masters. Like, I don't think John Rahm played any Masters as an am. Who's the, who was the chopper from the... Uh... Laird Shepard. <laughs> Yeah, our European course one's like, oh, he's a chopper. Like, um, with the, we, a we, drive-by. the amateur champion this year, Burley Boy, Aldrich Popkiner. I'm thinking the junior. Or the, what is it? He won the he's British, British Am, the Am, amateur yeah. championship. Am, you know how the, the official yes. is the amateur championship. Um, Aldrich, big boy, big South African. Just he's won my guy. He won at Sage Valley. He won he's that doing Sage well. Valley he's junior. He's not, not a chopper. Also Burley Boy. He was out there with Stinger. I mean, <laughs> Louie. Oh, I, Stinger. Uh, oh, come to the Stinger. This is South African. We'll put you on the... Um, if I was writing a movie about golf, I told you there's a character named Aldrich Potgeiter, <laughs> and I need you to go find me an actor for Aldrich. 
This is who you'd come back with. This is an Aldrich Potguider if I've ever seen Aldrich Potguider. And so he's a real amateur. I mean, I don't know how we got into amateur to Aldrich talk, but we followed him for a second today. Look, who's this? It's, oh, that's my guy Aldrich. I got some stuff planned for the podcast on him. He's a big boy. Who's your am? Who's your am to watch outside I mean, of Sergeant? Sergeant. Um, Aldrich. That'd be why you're, you're going yes, to Aldrich. This is just this is right in my wheelhouse. A big big boy who can actually. I mean, he's played not a chopper. Won some high level events. And his name's Aldrich Potgeiter. <laughs> what are, what is there not to get on board with? Who did, did he get jammed on the tee sheet? Who no, they put I think him he's with? got a good tee time. He's playing with Hot Charl. He's no, playing with Taylor, they, they didn't Taylor play with Hot Moore. Charles. Yeah, he played playing with t- Hot Charl. He should be comfortable. Oh, that's great, Charl. That was they cool. were showing. They it were was showing really him, cool. Yeah, the, on the that. ninth green, they were like he. They were showing him exactly where to put, putt to him and Louie and Charl. We're showing them like it was really cool. They they like pointed it out, hit the putt to here, rolled down to like two inches. Like yeah, you yeah. know, it, it was neat seeing that. Um, you always hear about. I like that uh, somebody pushed like Tiger on. Like you always hear people talk about the uh, what you've learned. Like what yeah. have you learned? Like yeah. and that was cool seeing somebody get like a a, a good tidbit. But he's yeah he's the pot guider is uh, is out there. I I think Sam Sam Bennett because of Sergeant is flying under the radar. We yeah. have like the cockiest golfer I've ever like some of the best quotes at the like, at the USAM last year. Super cocky. I think he's he's getting completely with Scheffler know, and, and Homa first. Two yeah. Days. And he's getting completely overlooked because because Sergeant, Sergeant. I mean, well, Sergeant Sergeant's the the local boy too. He's he's the oh, Birmingham. Birmingham. He's. I was talking to some like, Shoal Creek like, guys today. Sounds like he's been around around the grounds at Augusta a lot in his yeah. life. Yeah, I mean, we watched him. He was there, there's a lot of people trying to get their hooks into Garden Sergeant as the next. Oh yeah, thing. I mean, he seems seems to be just filing in for the for the Titleist Foot Joy Pipeline, you know, <laughs> Southeast Conference, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, player uh, yeah. immediately, you know, yeah. Dave, uh, akin to Davis Riley and you yeah. know others Maybe before the him. JT type, JT, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like, yep. oh, yeah. oh, you're you're a good player from from the southeast. Here's your foot joy title. Deal. So what you, what do we got to get Sam? What do we need to get Sam Bennett into Wilson truck today and get him <laughs> squared away? The overlooked. Wilson, cocky, come out and just be this the all. Gotta be a light week for Wilson. Hero. What do they got? They got Kisner, and that's about it this week. Kisner. They brought the truck down is for Woodland's, one guy that lives 30 minutes away. Is Woodland, <laughs> is Woodland still yeah, Wilson? Woodland, there you yeah. go. There's Woody. There we go. There's I think Woodland. he is. He might be done with Wilson. No, he still is, I think. Yeah. Um. Hey, real quick. What, what are your realistic, like, where do you think Brooks is going to finish and Sargent's going to finish? Those two very different types of expectations for them. Or, or care. Are you enthused with the, are you going more thought, bullish on Brooks? After? I thought the best, the best head to head that somebody posed to me was uh, Brooks versus Jason Day. Who are you taking? That's a good one. Brooks, I think. I think I'll I'm take Jason Day okay. just for fun. Playing but well. I, I think, I mean, God. is Sargent going to be, is he going to, is he, these live guys need somebody needs to play well. And okay, Cam, so Cam Smith, Smith talked, got into yeah, that. They, somebody has to play well. They need. I was thinking about this. I couldn't sleep because I'm coming from the West Coast. Like I've been just laying in bed, just staring at the ceiling. The time difference. You're trying to go to bed at like midnight. It's so this is what you're thinking about. I literally was thinking about. It. I was like, okay. 
I think that they need guys that like seriously contend in two majors this year. Uh, contend is such an uh, I'm subjective like, word. Like uh, we're you're thinking on the back nine that they have a chance to win. Okay. Like they need that. Okay. For the legitimacy of their tour. Uh, like they. I mean, Cam's. I thought Cam Smith's interview was was very good last. I yesterday. tried to write about it. Uh, I, I hope somewhat competently. Like it was fairly refreshing, and it's and it's kind of level headedness. It wasn't like heroic, like whistleblowing on the. Like he's still like I'm confident I can win, but I'm not playing good golf right now, and like our tour is not as deep as this, and so and also saying it's it's pretty critical that we have some guys up there. I mean, this is their chance to show that they're not they're playing quote unquote real golf and all that. So Brooks seems like pretty good option right now. I, d- I don't know what to make of DJ. Obviously always a good option. Cam by his own admission, not not a great option, hoping that the creativity of playing Augusta National is stirred up. So um let's 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 do who, who you you asked a question for the for the newsletter. Who yeah. what top player bombs out? Who's your pick for that? Well <clears throat> I actually conveniently had this next on the, like, you know, a big part of the Masters hype in recent years is like, oh, everybody's playing well. There's a lot of guys, like, who are not playing well, in my opinion. I mean, you have JT, not playing well. Zal Torres, I, you know, I had a, a rumor, unsubstantiated rumor floated. You gonna do JT here? So JT, I, I brought this up on an intro, I think, to Fried Egg Pod. Um, yeah, and uh, something. Yeah. Something. I talked about this on multiple platforms, but like the numbers are not good if you look at JT. Distance, speed, things like Distance, that. Distance, yeah. approach game. Oh, but okay. like, so he's he's way down in strokes gained approach. Um, he's hitting it f- about 15 yards shorter than last year's average. And obviously, there's like, they play the West Coast. It's colder. It, yeah. Like the ball doesn't go as far as summer. So I, I think there's like, it's 15 is probably not the real number. But he's he's much shorter than he was last year. Unsubstantiated rumor mill heard that he might be injured. Yeah. I, that wouldn't be surprising. You like talked about a Riviera. Potential shoulder 20, injury. 20 and 30 behind Tiger. Yeah. That rib, right? So that could explain it. I I don't know, you know, this is unsubstantiated rumor mill. Uh, but someone else say. said that there's rumors of an injury, right? The, yeah. The, the shoulder deal going on. So, Jay, so pretenders. Is Hovland playing well? He's played. Well, he okay. got jammed. He's going to play with Tiger and Tiger in round one and two. It's not ideal. And he's, he's got to trot that short game out. You know, he can, he might be a guy that could hit the requisite greens number at Augusta. Yep. But he was my pick of like big names to bomb out. It's like, I just, I don't know if he can get up and down enough. No, it's it, that's that's a pretty important skill. He's got the T to green game. Yeah. It's approach shot, approach shot, approach. Everybody says like, you it, you can't be a you can't be a scrub off the tee or a scrub around that. But approach shots mean a lot, and he's as good a T to green and has been since he came on tour. It's not it's not like the num. It's like literally like the motion of pitching too it's like you could be a good pitcher or chipper of the golf ball numbers wise on the tour because of how much thick rough there is right but one of the things is when it's short grass you literally have to like have utmost confidence and also like utilize the proper technique to hit good chip shots out here and i think that's the thing that 
that scares me is when it's it's extremely hard shots from perfect lies. That's where technique and confidence are so vitally important, and that's where I would be worried with with Hovland. Yeah, I, I would throw in like so, Zalatoris talking about how he's a, someone, a putter. Someone. Someone in the question called his putting stroke herky jerky, which couldn't have you know made he him warm made and him fuzzy. Made him so mad. Come on, I mean, be a little polite. Don't talk herky jerky putt. And so he's like, "Yeah, we're working on some things on the green," and uh, he's apparently making changes with this putter. Obviously, he's coming off an injury. Like that's not just like he's not been healthy. So like I would just say there's a lot of top guys. It's hard not it's playing hard. super their best right now. JT Zalatoris, Bryson, barely a golfer. Cam Smith saying he's not playing well. Fitzy kind of down in the dumps, struggling. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's just like not everybody is. Uh, the game's deep, but a lot of that depth isn't firing. And that's why we have a little bit of that separation between one, two, three, then it's, then it's four and Cantlay and Xander and all those others that, that on we go. But, uh, is there someone for you that you think is going to bomb out? You, you said, I, I, I'm, I'm just not in on Hovland for this course fit. Like I think Hovland could be a really good Oak Hill guy where it's like, yeah, thick, thick rock. The, the, crab, the crabgrass yeah. around the greens where he could get a little cushion and and chip out of there. Um, I'm I'm excited. I I'm interested to see Cantlay. I you know I think that's a, just a it's a fascinating story. Now, now he's a fellow Beatrice ambassador. How about that? <laughs> Fellow Beatrice ambassador, welcome to the Brotherhood. Yeah, we're at the yeah, we get, welcome, talk welcome about the house cat stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, um, but yeah, the uh, I, I'm I'm fascinated to see. It's just another year where he's a top. You know, not a lot of guys have have hung in the top ten for now four years running and had as little success in majors. Um, Max Homa is obviously one of those guys playing great golf. You know, the question obviously, I think. Augusta's a high ball hitter's place, but it's going to be soft. That could help a lower trajectory player. Does it help him out a lot? Um, Xander, always a threat. But He's also got to play with Tiger these first two days. I'm not, that doesn't disqualify you. I don't know that it makes it easier, though. Uh, the, the, what about what about just just some guys? Spieth, how are you feeling about him? Good. Relative to, I, I mean, recent years when he's, you know. What, what storyline is he on the list? We haven't even talked about Scotty well, Scheffler outside of his. his, his other food. than he's going to win and he's the favorite and should be the favorite and he's is probably he the pick? best bet. No, I've already used him. If we're going one and done, he, I, he delivered for me at the Players' Championship. But he would be my pick to win. <laughs> If I had him, this is, look at this. We've we've held off on gambling content until minute. Oh, I've uh, got all sorts of stuff. I don't know if I'm going to release in. it. We're Low a gambling Canadian, pod, and we just have gotten into Russell the Henley top twenty. I've got all sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I Scotty Scheffler. What what do you? I mean, what's there? He's I found him inc- again, incredibly what? endearing. Again, he just so, is simple and going to go play the best golf. Here's my question: Like, why does he? Why is he always storyline like six? What storyline number is he this year? You got you got live tour together, which is Tiger. way overblown. Well, what do you mean? What's overblown about it? Like, there's no iciness. It's been yeah. It's been that was gonna happen. 
been pretty genteel and Rory Rory and Brooks today and Freddie even kind of Billy boy out hugging people How about Billy tweeting at Andy Billy's coming well I'm I'm, I'm open I'm open to all proclamations <laughs> on, on any I'll be a polite 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 and uh and welcoming to your proclamation will Billy will prop of the week Will he shoot below 70? He's not broken 70 in 28 rounds, which seems like just statistically impossible for someone who's played that much and been a great, very good golfer for a long time. Never broken 70 in 28 rounds. Will he do that? More likely to break 70 or more likely to see him throwing his club in the air? With the weather, I don't like the breaking 70. If it's going to be rainy, shitty, 58 and, and rainy, Who's going to play well in that? The Shane Lowry music. Shane Lowry, you know, he's got like unreal strokes gain numbers over the last like six tournaments. No, not six. He's been pretty bad up until I would say match play kind of right of the ship. I think I saw some stat. Okay. I think on Golf Channel. It was. I remember talking to him with the players and it wasn't great. Wasn't enjoying his game, state of his game. But yes, uh, okay. And then right. when the weather's bad, he the guy just seems to be in the mix. He could be a dark horse because taking, of the weather. I'm played. taking Rory because I just it's going to happen one of these years. I just want to really. I've been, yeah, I've had so many first round seventy fives that I'm just doing it to myself again. Who's he with? Should we do favorite tee times? I'll take I, Scheffler's my pick, but for one and done purposes, I'll take Patrick God, Cantlay. You thought this pod was going to be 50 minutes. I'll take Patrick I said Cantlay. I 106 to 108. I'll take Patrick Cantlay as my winner. What? Is, I, I got to. I, I, you, Scheffler's my pick to win. I what feel, a done. I feel like him signing with Draddy has influenced your, uh, your pick. <laughs> sure, you can't I'm be crooked. trusted. <laughs> Well, I know he's just going to be so comfortable in that soft, <laughs> lived-in luxury Peruvian piva cotton. The it's nice like, thing about you know, Draddy is he could go Peruvian piva cotton. Or the sport. Or the sport you when know, it's he's hot. He's going to go piva, comes 58, you know, probably yeah. have a Russell quarters. I he might can't be imagine not winning sleeve. the Masters. He could, might be wearing a long sleeve. <laughs> oh. He's going he's gonna to zero restriction, too, so if it's raining, he's going to have adequate rain We still got to finalize our contract for Draddy for next year i That's think the, right. the price just went up they, I think. well i mean they they were busy getting cantley before they were getting ours done <laughs> okay why would they do that what a, what a misaligned priority um uh favorite tea times i guess i'm going cantley you're going rory uh favorite tea times all right i i favorite tea time are we doing favorite oh tea just tea times that amuse i mean we could do San- worse San- tea time sandy we'll lyle jason kokrak and talor gooch is just an all-timer <laughs> Did you see Deep Fried Egg? Not to be confused with the fried egg tweet People today. People think that. Oh, you were getting egg. asked about. Uh, yeah, he's Deep Fried I, Egg. I write King 59. <laughs> that was one of our more amusing runouts. Uh, oh, guy said guys said his name Junior at, or whatever. He goes, you know, AKA outright King 59. It's like, guy, all right. Guys are Twitter. yelling at Sungjae. They're oh, all more buddies I mean, with Sungjae. Like if Aldrich Potgeiter is out of central casting for Aldrich Potgeiter, these guys were central casting for like Goodwill Hunting. I mean, the th- thick New England accent. I felt like I was back in college. Sungjae! You know, I love you because he won him some money. This is the good side of gambling. You know, we hear about these guys tormenting guys on Twitter, like Max Homer. You lost me $1,000. 
this guy from you know Swamp Scott or wherever, <laughs> Quincy, Massachusetts, was like had the Calvin Klein pullover and the chin strap. I mean, this guy was straight out of Central Casting, Mass. Love Sanjay, forever Sanjay fan because he won him some money. Sanjay gave him a thumbs up. Yeah, uh, it was uh, just uh, great. Uh, some of our music, more amusing roles. You know, all right, fifty nine. Follow. Him. Free plug for him and yeah, follow him on Twitter. Seems what, like he wins a lot of outrights. Um, <laughs> pro- proclaiming it in his handle. Um, so deep fried egg. I think Bob Herrig uh, tweeted something about Sandy Lyle playing his last Masters. We'll be with Talor. Don't call me Taylor Gooch and. Uh, Jason Kokrak and Deep Fried Egg came over the top. Jason Kokrak and Taylor Gooch playing in their final Masters <laughs> will play alongside Sandy Lyle. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good turn of phrase. And it may well be that. I, I, I think we'll probably see You don't see think them you're going to get a top 12 out of them? That, that's the thing. This list of I guys. I forgot Jason Kokrak was a golfer. Come on. I mean, certainly a golfer oh, in the how Masters. How could you do that? How could you be in great in Northeast in Ohio? I, I think Talor is a little sneaky under the radar. Not I'm, to win, but probably top 20, top Really 15. good golfer. Played well here last year in his first run. Uh, he's not been horrible on live, but again, that's hard to kind of really contextualize. That's an amusing one. Sandy Lyle, Suspender Sandy. Going around with Big J. Um, I love Patrick Reed with Adam Svensson and Sahithagala. Just kind of, they got jammed. I mean, Svensson is sort of the dial tone. The, the, I saw someone note that they put a lot of Canadians with live guys, just yeah. sort of the the, the buffer. The even, <laughs> these even keeled Canucks that are just want to be peaceful and, and, and happy. What are there, two Cana- three Canadians in the field? No, there's multiple. You've got Connors, Hughes, oh, uh, Svensson. Hughes is in? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Hughes is with uh, Peters and, and so you Lowry. you got four. You got four Canadians. Yeah. Uh, good ones. Uh, yeah, Hot Charles. Taylor Moore and Aldrich, I said. Um, Sergeant and ZJ playing together is a pretty good one. A lot I of people know this. New spread. What's the spread you're suggesting? Speed? No, the yardage between two yeah. shots. What if what if ZJ hits a dink off the thirteenth? Because <laughs> that'd be the largest spread ever. Sergeant bombs one's out there, and ZJ's playing from a from two inches off the tee box. Uh, the Husky boys, Sep, Sep, Sep doing, Sep getting IBM activations. Good for Sep. He's doing IBM activations. Think, Septic tank needs, scares and IBM. A, he those needs two. to, you know, thank us for raising yeah. his profile. So Straka and KH Lee are together with Harold Varner III. That's not going to get a lot of fans out there. I'm just going to tell you that, that a lot of fans will be flogging to that trio. Some burly, burly boys. That's what I'm that. saying. Some, some big boys. Are you worried as a hoagie head where he landed? I love where he landed. With Goofy Phil, Nutbag Phil. What if they get some action on the golf course going? And see Oh, you just turned the negative into a positive. (laughs) Yeah. That's a pretty good spin. Hoagie's going to be out Tables and Gamble and Phil. This is the worst possible pairing for somebody that is... Parlay Phil. That is... uh, you know, I think he's pretty much said that he's a gambling addict. He Dude, didn't. Pre- getting, I mean, he said it. Yeah, yeah. and not to, not to make light of I know. I don't want to, you know, make an accusation where it hasn't been admitted. Yeah, but you know, he's playing with a guy that's that's living. 
you know, what Phil used to live like, you know? Yeah. He might be, this could be a bad thing for Phil. Yeah. I wonder if Phil got a gnome this week. Um, yeah, that, that's <laughs> tough for Tommy. That's a tough, that's a tough break for him. Are you worried? Are you worried about that at all? No, you're, you're, you're just you think the, the strokes gain. I don't think. Degrees. Listen, I don't think there's anything that can phase Tom Hoagie. <laughs> that that may be. That may be. Um, uh, what else? Who are your other? Some of your other favorite parents? What's the worst parent? And by worst, I mean it has to provoke nothing. I'm like coke crack and Talor with Sandy Lyle provokes amusement, maybe some astonishment. It has to just provoke nothing. Deadpan, that's just zero um, for me. And that's what I mean by, by worst, worst tea time. Uh, it's hard. I would say... It does nothing for you. Can see, I, it's hard because I get like these little ties in. Like, yes, you know, it's, like there's I, always I, a little something. Yeah, there's always like something, some shred of, you know, like like Potgeiter saves the, the uh, Charles Schwartz role. Saves it. <laughs> to, to Absolutely saves Moore. it. Who would have thought? <laughs> like he like really is, is the person that holds the fabric that holds that pairing together. You know, like a good example would be Abe answer, Chris Kirk and Keegan. Like Chris Kirk is like, you know, journey back saves that. Like it's not like completely unredeeming. You know, I think I probably would settle in on, man, who's yours? Um, I, what, what are I, we supposed I, to do with Harrison Crow, Min Woo Lee, and Larry Mize? I love I, I Min, Woo. Min Woo. He's great. He's great. Is it bad to down Freddie and say Russell Henley, Harrison Alex Nora, and Fred Couples? Who, what was the Russell Crow? Like always, whenever I see Harrison Crow's name, I think of Russell. Well, they're Crow. both Aussies, right? Isn't uh, Chris Kirk, Abraham Answer, and Keegan that's, Bradley? That's a bad one. Not it. Not that's just does nothing, right? It doesn't. Well, provoke. you got the you got the entrepreneur Abe Answer. What's that mean? You know, they're always talking about how interested in business he is. Really? Yeah. Where was that? I think that's a definite storyline with with Abe Answer, this genius <laughs> businessman. What? I've never heard that. Before. How about how about Bernie Longer, Mito Pereira, Ben Carr? Yeah, not not great. That's not great for Ben Carr. I mean, two pretty like kind of robotic guys aren't going to say a lot and. Not be too, you know, I can tell your stories about the kid's story about the time he played with, I don't know, Mito Pereira. Bernard Longer is a legend. Let's not. He might have a lot of stories about Bernard Longer and what he saw with, with how close his putter handle was to his chest. Anchoring. Uh, which one are you most excited to see? Say you got to walk out there Thursday and you want to follow this. Ooh. Kitty Cat stepping up to the big time with the Cantlay. Do you think they did that to put that in two cats, Kitty Cat and Cantley, along with Adam Scott? You think they're listening, listening to, to the pod and, and the T-Sheet yeah, t- team? Um, I would say, I mean, the, the JT, Rom, and Cam Young is pretty great pairing. Spicy. Yeah, right? that's a great one. Like, that's a great one. I mean, Cam Young watching him hit a golf ball is pretty great. I mean, what about Mike Weir and Kevin Nah? One thing, I, I love they're off first. Who is a farther on number one? Gary Player, or Mike Weir, back to back tee times. Honorary starter he's and then Weir. He's been dominant lately. I know he's, he's in the speed regime. Do uh, you think what? Do you think? Uh, do you think my? Do you think Mize, Lyle or 
Olathabal or Bernie, any of them go for any par five and two? No. Where would it happen? Two down the hill a little bit? That's the only place. And like scoots on the front and kind of rides. Two might be downwind because we might get that north wind. Yeah. They're not obviously. <laughs> what, what's going to happen with 13? Are they going to have to lay up to the elbow, lay up to the corner? Or like, you know. What if not, they can't get around That's the what corner. I'm suggesting. Are they going to have to like kind of shoot one sort of on a diagonal? <laughs> like what's going on there? Are they going to have to lay out right? Just kind of try to so that they have an, an angle to score to scoot it farther up the fairway. Maybe. That could be interesting. What do you think about 13? Are you excited for 13? Yeah. I'm, itch- I'm excited to see something for our newsletter. Subscribe to the Fried Egg newsletter. Subscribe to Club TFE. More ad reads for our own stuff here. They asked, what's the best case scenario? Like absolute ideal, within reason. I said Rory winning with a momentous decision and 13 that like clears the, the, clears the tributary to Ray's Creek. It would just be, that's ideal for me. Winner, C13, the actual... Uh, decision having to really think about going for it as rory said it's never it's not been a decision it's not been a decision if you're in the fairway you had a good drive you're hitting it's an eight iron yeah you're hitting to the green now you could hit a good drive and have to make a real decision so i think in the all these guys that are saying they aren't going for it when it's a decision is like if you're if it's sunday and you're two back yeah and or one back do i have to do i have to go for it or you're one up and your competitor is five yards ahead of you in the fairway what do you do yeah like that is you know i i think like something i've been thinking about a lot is like with with everything that's going on in golf is if a if a if a par five is just like every par five, if, if, if 13, for example, if that par five is three wood to the, if I had three wood in the fairway, I'm going to have a short iron into the green, mid short to mid iron into the green versus like if I hit it, if I busted drive, like sometimes you might be thinking like if I busted drive, then I have to decide if I'm going to try and hit a really good long iron or mid to long iron into the screen. It's kind of like a math, hey, we're gonna test somebody's acumen in mathematics, but we're only going to ask like simple addition and subtraction problems. Like we're only gonna get nine irons and eight irons into these guys' hands. Like they aren't, this is like, oh, I have to make like, a reasoned decision and I have it's more of like a trigonometry thing right it's like much more advanced math like you know I think there are going going to be guys that like if you're in the mix are somewhat relieved when they miss that fairway that they don't have Have to make a decision yeah yeah and that's the beauty that's the every we've been romanticizing this momentous decision it's 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 almost it's yeah it's overplayed almost a cat and everybody's wanted this momentous yeah. decision and now we now we hear guys talking about having to make a decision and people are like oh yes. no i don't think i'm gonna like watching these guys lay up well yeah you can we can already pre-record the the yeah that the the tweets and the anguish about like oh it's real fun to watch layups but is it is it 
you know, any worse than just having guys hit if drive or nine iron or three wood eight iron, three wood seven iron pretty much every time with no real thought to have to go into it. So, of course, it's better. Is it, does it, is it because, you know, this preposterous T had to be created to make it better? That's a separate thing. That's a separate issue. But like for this tournament, the way the whole should be played right now in modern equipment. It's much better. The T is still ridiculous. I mean, the best, not the best, amusing thing would be if someone kind of hits a foul ball like it's caught in the chute somewhere. It, like you're you're just... DJ. A, well, that, that's what I was thinking of as I said it. And I'm not talking about the dink. I'm talking about you know, the, the thing that's just barely across, you know, Ray's Creek and here, halfway up. Let me rate the people getting caught in the chute. <laughs> People I'd like to see get it's caught pretty, and shoot. It's pretty claustrophobic. Number, number one is ZJ, just because of his history on the tee. Number two, close second, Bryson. <laughs> like, you just see him. Like, have <laughs> you can see him hit a tree, turn to his caddy, and be like, "Where did that go? Where did that go?" And it ends up like uh, it's it's like five yards in front of the tee box. Um, oh, it's like when you're forecatting and then the ball never makes it out. So, all right, go ahead. Who else would be on there? I mean, I think it'd be really fun if uh, if one of the old timers got caught back there. Well, we've seen Sandy Lyle top a drive <laughs> there. I think that was last year or the year before he topped one, and it worked out quite well. You know, ran up and took took the, you know, skipped over the creek, and once it got there, it ran quite well up the ferry. Billy Boy would be amazing if that happened to him, just to see the reaction. Well, he him doesn't or Tur- miss the face. About, Remember, he hits Turrell? it in the center of the him face. Him or Terrell would Not you rather Terrell. Say? When does Terrell go off on Augusta? When Do, does, should Terrell be considered in this tournament? I think it's kind of hard to do. He's playing well, and he's got good, but... He mentally has removed himself from contending. He hates the play. And he's not into it. He's playing Texas Open. Why is he playing the Texas Open? Trying to get points because you know he's not going to get any this week? Why I don't I didn't understand that. Who's your bit. sleeper? What is defined sleeper? I don't know. Just somebody off the beaten path. Let me Adrian Marunk. No, um You're getting your plays out? Yeah, I gotta get my gambling my gambling sheet out. Can I just say the tea time I really wanna see? What well, uh, yeah. Like well, not sneaky, but DJ, Corey Connors, Justin Rose. Fun that's fun to watch play Augusta National Tea yeah. to Green. Yeah. Rose, Connors, DJ? What's wrong with that? Hey, can I give a, a call out to the thirst bucket of the week? Yeah, I yeah. Go ahead. I've already called the thirst bucket of the week. We're just not allowed to say it on the pod. It's it's mean or something. I don't know. But go what ahead. What do you mean? The thirst bucket of the week. I'm not allowed to. I, we we're not going to say it publicly. I've I've handed it out already to a certain uh, player. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, an Anwa player. Oh, the, oh, okay. the, I don't want to be mean, but go ahead. So, anyways, I was looking through the T sheet, and uh, I was curious, like. Who was the guy most eager, the most eager beaver to check in at the Masters? Because they give you your numbers based off of when you show up. Caddy bit. Your caddy So Scheffler gets one because he's the defending champ. Number two, Matt McLean. The, the mid-am. mid-am. The mid-am. Who's, I got to believe. Based he on everything. can't be the first guy to check oh, in. Why? He's thirsty. He wants to get his well, round. He's it. out I here. It. Like, it, it, you know. He's uh, so but at the same time, I think you got to be the fifth, you got to be five minutes late to the party. You know the Bryce. Do you think he was there the minute to check this in? Must have been two. 
He, he was clearly very eager, eager beer. I got to imagine, based on what I've heard of the Mid-Am and the, a lot of, the amount of golf he's played, Matt McClain. You know who's the second guy to check it? Who? After McClain? <laughs> yeah. Who? Your guy. Three? Aldrich. Coker? Oh, of course. There you go. <laughs> I mean, he's trying to get his cuts in. Those guys, sounds like two guys who really pushed the Bryson rule. You know the Bryson rule who just went overboard when he won the USAM and they're like, you, you just, you're in the Masters. Sammy Schmitz and he got like 40 practice rounds yeah. in between. And they had to institute a rule like you can't, you know, we're cutting it to like 12 or 10 times you can come here between now and your Masters. For, seems like those guys checking in first means like they could have been pushing the Bryson rule in the past. Jose year. Maria was number four. I would never have Interesting. Interesting. Just wanted to come and work on the short game area. We got I mean, it. I probably just love the short game area. <laughs> just pounding away in the sand. Um, who's your dark horse or sleeper? Do you have one? Well, I mean, outside of Hoagie. Um, I think, you know, I think Keith Mitchell is somebody that you should pay attention to. He's got plenty of length and uh, you know who he works with? Who? Short game chef. Keith Mitchell? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's, 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 Mitchell's he's cooking short game chef recipes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I like Seamus Power as a dark horse sleeper. Oh, God. I mean, what are we? Su- <laughs> what are we suggesting? Does he have to win? No, I think top just 10? somebody that hangs around. I think you want to Seamus Power as a dark horse. I think horse. I think Sargent could top ten. Really. I just I think that this guy has Putting played a lot of green. I though? think he's played a lot of rounds he there. He knows how to do it around here. Yeah. I don't think this is your typical rookie. He's got a shitload of horsepower. I mean, he's playing with Rory and, and Brooks today. Um good, good like, practice to be in the okay, cauldron with those. And like I watched him hit it to hit it dead on three, Birdie. Yeah. He he birdied nine. He spun it to a few feet. Birdied nine. Hit it dead on nine. Hit it. Hit eight and two. Birdied seven. Hit it to twenty feet pin high on six. Like he was super impressed. Like he was hitting it past Rory, but then also hitting it closer than Brooks and Rory on some occasions. Some, some not all occasions, but some occasion. Like he was hitting like towering iron shot. Like I know that this gets like. This guy has serious game. And and I yeah. just like you could see how you're talking about two of the best players in the world, just the way they watch their this guy's shots. It is different than no offense to Potkeiter. Well, you don't even you didn't even know who Potkeiter was until he walked in. You can't make an assessment of his game. Don't be dumb. Aldrich like that. Do you think Louis laying up on nine? <laughs> We did see Louie. And it's a like, I mean, basically the top of the hill. Yeah, like 220 in. What's he, is this the Chez at 18, the Pebble Beach play? He's just hitting it like two, 200 off the tee. And he likes his play. What did you say, Ridge to Ridge? <laughs> ridge He's playing Ridge to Ridge on nine. Didn't want to get down in the low. And that he was so far. He hit like a seven iron off the tee. What happened there? Maybe he's playing. It might be doing that. He hit a nice stoned his approach. He was like, Maybe he just to like wanted to hit a long feet. iron. Yeah. He just, just for, wants to bring the long irons back. All right. Do we have anything else? So you're taking Rory. I'm taking Cantlay. Dark horses, Seamus Power. I guess my dark horse might be Spieth. 
<laughs> he's just another guy. Here. He's with Fleetwood and Finau last off on Thursday. I feel like Finau is always in that last group. Uh, that seems easily verifiable here once we get off. But he's I don't always know playing late at night. Okay. That could be. Could be. Are, Are we, we doing more pods? When? This week? Are we doing another one tomorrow or no? Wednesday? We could. We could do a last second gambling. We could, do, gambling a one, cards. We could do a one take pod. You want to do a one take pod? We could do a one take. Any other course thoughts? Soft 13 we talked plenty about. I think we're overlooking 15 just because that was the that was the big change last week last year that one no longer being a being a real sort of layup hole so I mean it's kind of interesting 13 and 15 now I think we're gonna get that weird north wind Wind, too yeah that's something that it's gonna play super long that course plays really and it won't be firm but like one of the things I wrote about this last year um but like the holes that play down aren't necessarily easy because they're super shallow greens. You don't really want downwind shots into shallow greens. Yeah. And you get like five and seven are two of the most shallow greens on the golf course. And you have to hit into those with like downwind, like especially seven, you're hitting like, you know, these guys are now hitting, you know, pretty much short irons into seven, but you're hitting uphill to shallow green downwind. It's like, that's probably the hardest recipe for a golf shot. Same with nine. You're hitting downwind to a uphill green. So, you know, that if it, if they get that north wind, it, this golf course plays hard, and, and especially with the weather. Uh, it'll. Be, what do you think the winning score is? I mean, be? seven, they seem a little pretty, ha- pretty happy with the green. As a little, but Cantley was talking about it's more manageable. Like, yeah. They soften that on the left side there, right? He's like, Cantley called it extreme. And now you can at least. It's a bummer that the the greens just can't be slowed down, but, you know. (laughs) Just impossible. Mother nature. Can't do it. Out of their hands. (laughs) um, But, yeah, seven's in the – what were you going to say? Winning score? Yeah. The weather is going to be a little temperamental, as you said. I'll go – I'll go – I'll go nine under. Nine? I don't think – why do you think, like, everybody's going to get their ass kicked on Saturday? Nine? What? What do you think? That seems like low. Low. I know. I know. I just there may when be. When was the last time it fewer, wasn't double digits? Uh, I mean, I was going to say eleven, but I don't know. I, I was thinking twelve. No, was my my kind of number. Twelve is not that far off from nine. I just worry about it being a little cold. You know. Uh, on Saturday, ball not going anywhere it? at every par five, not necessarily being these these eagle chances. Here are winning scores. It's been ten the last two years, twenty and twenty twenty. Sergio nine. Yeah, it's not crazy. Do you think Sergio makes the cut? Before that, it was five. Will it was five. One at five can under. We, can we play a game real quick? Yeah. Made cut, miss cut. Well, I thought we'd do that Friday, but you want to do it pre? Well, yeah, pre. Bryson. Just a few names. Bryson. Miss. Miss. Phil. I mean, let's all right. Reset. It's pretty hard to miss the cut at the Masters. Yeah, I know. There's 88 guys. <laughs> Made cut, miss cut. And like you've got you all the. You need to clarify. You got these. the old guys and you got the amateurs. <laughs> Made cut, miss cut. Um, Bryson and Phil. Bryson miss. Phil miss. Tiger. Made. Can you Jose, answer Jose some of your Maria. questions? For I'm, God's the, sake? I'm the question asker. Jose Maria is not going to make the cut. He got. He it. made it last year. I know, and that's not going to happen again. That's why. <laughs> what about Marunk? What's Jose Maria's shortest drive? 
What does he hit it to one on number one? 220? Which day? When it's cold <laughs> and into the wind? Either. <laughs> Either. Shortest drive on one. What's it going to be? Let's see. Well, I mean, Sandy Lyle at 824. That's a tough draw. <laughs> but I mean, okay. All right. Like he's got Larry Mize at nine. Larry Mize at nine a.m. on Friday or Saturday. On that's Thursday. Thursday. Okay, that, that's two twenty-five. I don't know. Um, Jose Adam, will miss Adam the cut. Spenson. Made or miss? What What are we talking about? Adam Svensson's cut probabilities. I'm gonna go mate. What about your guy Aldrich? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm boxed into having to say mate cut at this point in the podcast. What about uh, Sarge? Made. Made, Made cut? cut. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's going to bomb out because of all the hype. Yeah. That's very possible. I mean, what? what he's going to have to wait on ZJ all day. Kevin, right? nah, made cut or missed cut. Sargent playing with ZJ and Jason Day is a is damning. Although they're probably used to it in college. Oh, God, so yeah. Everybody talking played, to their coach. Played, played with the Pepperdine coach, probably. <laughs> What was the last one you said? Kevin Nah. Um, he'll, make, uh, he'll make the cut, barely. He'll make the cut. Does a live guy contend? Like, has, does a live guy have a chance to win the golf tournament on Sunday afternoon? I don't think so. Well, you know, it might be in the middle of the third round on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, that's too. true. That's true. Do we get a Sunday finish? Ooh, that's a good question. Is that what spurs the Masters to move? Change the date? <laughs> Masters moves to April. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, it could be an Easter Monday finish instead of an Easter Sunday. And then Jim Nance's you know, puns and all his, his one-liners are out the window. But um, yeah, I think that does it. Tom Kim made cut, miss cut. Miss. Ooh. I'll go miss cut. He's got a friendly pairing. He's got Rory and Burns. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. That's a good good pairing. Okay. I think that does it. Master's preview issue. A preview podcast. This is way too long. A lot happening. Well, we had to educate people on pineapples and things. But uh, everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. Enjoy your Tuesday nights, your Thursdays. Whenever you're listening to this, hey, we really appreciate the support of the podcast. We'll be doing the daily, you know, nightly podcast as we've done for pretty much every major since we started this this, uh, podcast. We'll be in Augusta. We'll be out there on the ground. We will come in and we will talk about it. We'll hopefully have plenty of amusing anecdotes. So we'll talk to you then. (laughs) 